1: This podcast is a Royfield brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know.
2: In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people, to the backdrop of great tunes, and allocate 15 minutes to both. Today, we speak to Richard Cowell, Assistant Director of Development and Planning and Regeneration, about the rebirth of the city of Birmingham. King by Brummie reggae artist UB40 is a track about the late Martin Luther King and the state of mourning of the nation after his death. promise Richard, Birmingham is the UK's second city, but it has a bit of a dodgy reputation. Is that the reason why the city's undergoing such a massive regeneration?
3: I think there's a huge amount to um, be proud and positive about about for Birmingham. It's unfair and unfortunate in the sense that it has, as you said, a, a reputation um of a certain certain sort but but actually you know when you you come to the city and i'm i'm not, not from birmingham but i've um, been working at the city for for nine years now and the huge amount of you know positivity that the huge great you know, creativity that the city's got that the fantastic um, offer it has in terms of you know, places to visit places to eat you know the new developments places to live etc is is fabulous that really, you know, stems from its its history of, of innovation, of creativity, and of you know whether it be, you know, as a you know, very early uh, market town in medieval Richard, times, right through the Industrial
2: Revolution. You are doing a masterful job. You should work for the tourism department. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> let, let's be honest about it. Fact of the matter is, for people that aren't from Birmingham. Um, that the city was massively scarred in the 50s and the 60s by ring roads and, in effect, motorways being driven right through the centre. And isn't that really the, the key reason for this regeneration, that you're trying to make the city uh, more walkable, more pedestrian-friendly, more business-friendly?
3: Yes, I think I was, I was going for the... that um, you know, There is a very positive spin, but then... story here, but then when you move into you know, what, why we're doing what we're doing now, it's certainly... The city is on a, has you know, a clear growth agenda um, where it's looking for the next 15-20 years to significantly expand its its city centre and to, you know, address some of those big infrastructure challenges that which it has with regards to the um, the major highway infrastructure that was delivered, as you said in the, the 50s. And I think they've left a, you know, a negative legacy on the city in terms of, you know, disconnecting some very exciting and opportune parts like the jewellery quarter, like Big Digbeth. Like this, the south side and the Southern Gateway area, we are now you know, on a journey of huge transformation and growth as we start to, you know, wipe away further elements of that concrete collar and some of that, you know, very sort of, you know, difficult infrastructure that was delivered in the 50s and 60s. And now we're seeing a you know, huge expansion of the city centre through Birmingham Smithfield through the regeneration of Eastside through with High Speed 2 and, and Digbeth um, and also big developments like Paradise and Arena Central which are already underway. I tell people because I, I can
2: bore on about Birmingham um, as you've probably realised Richard as I said you are, you are doing uh, my, my dream job um, oh, thank you. T- take a wild stab in the dark right? Birmingham up until the mid 70s mid to late 70s in terms of GDP, in terms of household income, was actually richer than, than London. In terms of household mm-hmm. income, right? So it shows you how far the city has fallen. And as late as the late 60s, it was in top five uh, European cities in terms of wealth. Mm -hmm. because of the strategic mistakes that were made and they weren't and they weren't just the concrete collar it was a strategic plan by the government of of the late 50s to actually um, move industry and disincentivize (laughs) industry to move into the city how much do you think that has denuded the growth of birmingham economically if you were to take a, a wild guess a percentage here we are 2017 would Birmingham be
3: 50% richer, 30% richer? What do you reckon? Gosh, that's a, uh, <laughs> a really interesting question. I, I think if it, it, the directory that it was, it was on, I mean, but I think that the one thing we need to probably bear in mind as well is that the, the huge explosion in financial regulations and the, the change in um, global patterns of trade mm. and the focus on key, key capital cities. You know, London, New York being the, the key drawer of those, for example. There, there has been that, that trend anyway. But but I think probably Birmingham would say, I don't know, you could say 50% bigger. It's, it's difficult to, uh, to put a figure to it. But clearly, those certain policies or investments in infrastructure clearly constrained the city hugely. And so we're, we're doing a lot of catching up now, if you like, I think. Brum is
2: the second city of the UK in terms of size. Mm-hmm. Being somebody who's born and brought up here, it's something which I always wore as a badge of honour when I used to go down to London and visit my, my family, my relatives down there, and definitely had bragging rights when I went up to Leeds or to Liverpool, mm-hmm. etc. But I think culturally, it's hard to argue that it's the second city. Manchester, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, seems to shout much louder... Uh, And if we're looking at the UK, Edinburgh culturally uh, is more significant. So you could argue that maybe Birmingham is is number four in terms of cultural weight. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, What you guys are trying to do is to put Birmingham clearly back on, not just on the UK map, but definitely on the world map. Is there Mm -hmm. a city out there that maybe some of the listeners uh, know and love, which you go, hmm, by 2030, Birmingham's going to be like that.
3: Mm. that that's an in- interesting question. I, I think Birmingham should just be Birmingham and should...
2: Oh, be don't
3: say that. Oh. Don't say
2: that. That's no, the no, that's... politically correct answer, Richard. But you must yeah, have... But, uh, some... let me, Go on.
3: Let me, you can put a, a political answer, if you like, on this. What is important is that... And this is this is my true, honest, honest opinion on it, is that every city has, has unique characteristics and unique... Starting points that mean it is where it is, and no, no two cities can be the same. And I think that, that, that what Birmingham is, is is doing is looking globally, looking at best practice around the world, and, and looking at how different cities have, for example, Malmo delivered, you know, residential higher densities and created environments. You know, if you look at places like Paris, it has a, a much sort of intense form of development. And what we should be aiming for is that Birmingham is renowned for its cultural offer and also renowned as a place that you can come to and you can move around and easily and you can public transport, there's public spaces. I think that the key test will be internationally when people talk about Birmingham, that they recognise particular things that are really positive about it. There's been lots of the redevelopments, as you rightly
2: say, kind of start in the very late 80s, which have been very successful. And uh, Broad Street uh, is definitely one of those where previously that was this somewhat run down road of kind of furniture shops and now it's a thriving bustling it's not for me admittedly but um road of bars and and clubs and restaurants um Mm -hmm. but some of the some of the recent developments strategically has had a certain amount of criticism like the new library do you think that maybe some of the redevelopment has relied a little bit too much on landmark buildings
3: when you look at a uh, city of Birmingham's um, stature, it, and you know, the, the second city, as you said at the beginning, it's you know it's an international city. You know it needs to have a whole range of different developments going forward. So having you know key landmark buildings is, is an important part in that. And so you know, the Library of Birmingham, you know, the Cube, for example, you know got the Rotunda already, um, the Selfridge's building. It has got buildings which you know stand out as, as landmarks. But then equally you have huge regeneration schemes like Brindley Place, for example, and the Mailbox, which have completely transformed parts of the city and have got a different type of architecture. But then you've also got new developments like Paradise and Arena, which are introducing high quality office accommodation, for example. And then when you look at Smithfield, we're looking at the transformation of a new place. So I think Birmingham has got this good balance of set-piece buildings, landmark buildings, but also big regeneration schemes, which are you know, changing the face of parts of the city centre um, and and its economic uh, performance. One of the things which I always kind of remark on
2: to people about my hometown city centre is I know it literally like the back of my hand, but I can't mm. give people directions. It's impossible to be at one side of the city and say to somebody, this is how you get to um, another part of the city centre. And um, yep. l- looking at the plans uh, for the redevelopment, and you specifically talking about kind of the, the Paradise Circus uh, development, th- there aren't a lot of roads with clear line of sight. Isn't that important in creating a city which is pedestrian friendly, where you can physically see for the next three, four hundred yards, actually physically where you're going?
3: hmm. You're, you're absolutely right that, that you need to have, you know, good wayfinding, um, good pedestrian connectivity. We are looking at pedestrianised, pedestrian improvements and public realm improvements to set out a series of streets and squares building on the, the work that happened in the city in the 90s. As the city starts, the city centre starts to expand and this new wave of regeneration and transformation occurs, that network will extend out, making it a much more legible and
2: walkable place. So would you say that the concrete colour has been a wall a wonderful wall which has been to the detriment of the development of Birmingham city centre historically
3: yes yeah I think the 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 concrete collar okay stop stop you know
2: that's a ham-fisted attempt for me to segue (laughs) onto your piece of music (laughs) which is Wonderwall by Oasis um why have you picked this for us this week Richard
3: Uh, I picked it because it's a song that's probably resonates with me when i was growing up and uh really for sort the of part of my uh, adolescence if you like um, and it's um, a song that sort of stayed with me ever since so and it, it takes me back to when i was first starting out in school and careers and what i was doing so it formed a sort of soundtrack if you like for that period and a way this formed the wider soundtracks
1: today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you you now
2: Wonderwall is one of my favourite Oasis songs I think it's just about everyone's one of their favourite Oasis songs but for me it also has a special significance because um, at the time when it came out I was a TV a cable TV director actually for the now incredibly famous Sasha Baron Cohen who was Borat etc and Ali G and we used to record every Friday and before we would go on air I'd get the whole team together give everybody their prep notes and then i'd play wonderwall just to calm everybody down and then we'd, we'd actually start the show but it was the most calming and beautiful song when everybody was hyped up to do this live show for the next hour then sasha would kind of burst in the life into life and say hello this is pump tv so thank you for sending me down at uh, memory lane richard Good. please just send me down memory
3: lane as well so it's wonderful yeah it's good <laughs>
2: So Birmingham's going through a lot of changes and strategically the whole plan is called the Big City uh, Plan. When will it be finished? When will you say, you know what, we've done it?
3: When we did the Big City Plan in, in 2010 and, and launched it, the city was looking at that next period in it, its transformation. And within the Big City Plan, there are five areas of transformation, one of which is, is underway through Paradise and Central, another which is, is really sort of gathering pace around the Snow Hill district. And the, the, the other area is New Street Station, which has been done and, and delivered, and the, the opening up of the Southern Portal down into Southside, and we're already seeing regeneration schemes like the Block Hotel and SPQ1 coming forward. The other two major areas of this were Southern Gateway, Of which Birmingham Smithfield and the redevelopment of the wholesale market, a 14 hectare uh, regeneration site, one of the the biggest in the country and definitely outside of London and probably in Europe in terms of city centre regeneration. Let Um, me quickly
2: jump in, specifically um, talking about kind of Smithfield. Um, Mm. One of the things, you know, I I travel extensively and I spend half my year actually in San Francisco. And the one thing which, well, there's many things I love about San Francisco, and in terms of kind of urban planning in lots of ways that city has problems to do with um, gentrification, but in terms of the physical layout, you know, has a lot kind of going for it and also the way that it seems to encourage independent retailers are we going to be able to have a city centre which has a lot of independent retailers? Because that's what a lot of people kind of comment on about Birmingham, don't they? There's, there are a lot of chains, not a lot of areas where there's going to be robust, independent shops which are different from what you get in other UK cities.
3: So I think it comes back to the, one of the earlier points around the, um, the highway infrastructure, the concrete collar, which segregated off areas like the jewellery quarter and digbus, where there is a very strong, independent whether it's the jewellery trade and associated whether it's in Digbeth with the the digital media around the customs factory so we we do have those areas but they are disconnected because of the road infrastructure and so what we want to do is remove that road infrastructure and improve that pedestrian connectivity and public rail into Digbeth for example, but to also then provide a a different offer um, to what the city already has so on the wholesale markets we have a unique opportunity through this 14 hexa site to create a, a, a new home for our, our retail markets you know boom has a long long history in, in its markets dating back to the charter to recreate a vibrant markets and, and really bring those to the fore so that's going to be a key part of that that sort of independent retail offer but then also to complement that with you know cafes eateries food offer um, and other independent shops along with the residential environment and, and a leisure offer I think then, if you look at the jewellery quarter, you know, looking at the future of Great Charles Street and how we, bri- you know, bridge that, or put you know, in a tunnel, etc., is another key part of the big city plans. You're going to make me happy by having a street plan
2: in Smithfield which makes sense to the areas outside of it and has some good straight
3: roads. Yeah. So one of the, the key things promise that me. We, we looked at. Yeah, promise <laughs> you. <laughs> that when we did the uh, master plan. Um, we set out um, a clear plan about reconnecting the streets, um, the, the historic street grid pattern, which is reconnecting from the south side area in the Chinese... What, we're going to have Jamaica Row again? Right through. What, what they're named is, is, is a question, but in terms of reconnecting the, the street grid pattern up to Digbeth High Street and putting mm-hmm. some of the, the, the streets back through, that, that is definitely in the in the plan, and it means that you can move much more freely. Because at the minute, the wholesale market side is a big block you know it's a perimeter wall you can't move through it so we want to reconnect the streets so that that's a key part to, to delivering this and then that also improves the pedestrian flow and, and legibility of the area
2: so in, in the circles of being uh, a planner an urban planner a city planner you can't get a sexier job than being an urban planner in Brum at the moment can you because you 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 can literally start again but you're starting
3: with uh, the raw materials which are fundamentally gold no, you're you're right, and and I think that the, the variety and depth of environments across across the city, whether it's working with, you know, communities um, and delivering, you know, small-scale projects to help, you know, enhance the environment in in, in urban centres, for example, or, or estate renewal, um, right the way up to. Um, you know, the big regeneration schemes like Birmingham, Smithfield or High Speed 2. And then in between that, you know, the historic environments and, and reconversion of buildings and maybe opening up the canal corridor in Digbeth. So there are so many different um, environments within Birmingham from, a, from an urban planning point of view, but also so many different communities to work with, which is, you know, this is all about people, the places, you know, getting that right physically is very important, but it's also about, you know, said leaving a legacy and, and creating a place for people, in that that regeneration growth story. Richard?
2: Yes. How do I get your job?
3: How do you get my job?
2: <laughs> I've got big uh, plans for this city. I'm going to build yeah. some straight roads. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, where possible, uh, let uh, small and medium-sized enterprises uh, take over, take over buildings. So, a lots of the city feels a little bit more organic and everyone's going to walk around with happy smiley faces. It's going to be mandated by me.
3: Really? So h- how do I get uh, your job? My role is, is, a, is a small cog in the the, the, the bigger picture of, of and, the you know, Richard, and public organisations to drive this forward. So, how do I get what, your what job? Is, <laughs> Go on. How do you get my job? So what I'm saying is actually, <laughs> it's not, I have a, a role <laughs> to play actually about, you know, how do we as a city engage more broadly with, with the wider Birmingham if, to make sure this, this growth happens across a broader area. So my role is, is, when I leave, perhaps you can have it, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> maybe here for a long time.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role,
0: like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: The Young Ones was the first single from Peter Bjorn and John's third album, Writer's Block, released in 2006, the single features Victoria Bergsman as guest vocalist. and vocalist Michael Ash produced the song I Don't Know which was released in 2014 it's a South African Deep House classic you can follow the show's progress on facebook by simply typing in friday 15 you can also find us on twitter where you can follow me where i'm at royfields r-o-i-f-i-e-l-d now every thursday you can jump onto twitter and tweet me and nominate a song for me to put into this week's friday 15 iTunes reviews folks are extremely important. They're the lifeblood of any podcast. Please go to iTunes and write us a, a glowing review. And don't forget, finally, you can email me from Royfieldspell so R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D at gmail.com.
0: Hey folks, I'm Mark Maron from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues
2: See you all again in seven days time for more good music and great conversation.